moment to pray for this nation. Lord, your word said that you raise up kings, you take kings down. Every nation is subject to your sovereignty. Within these borders, Lord, you still have a plan. And there are some that need to be brought to their knees in order for that to happen. Oh, Father, you are rich in mercy. The word said you are kind to the wicked. It is a time of grace. But even now, there are voices that speak out against you. And I had prayed and I believe in my heart, Lord, that once again, the name of Jesus will be spoken in the public square of this nation. So as we pray out your plan for all the leaders, things will be con continue to be shaken, Lord. Because when we pray blessings upon those who make themselves our enemy, your enemy, as we pray blessings upon them, we are praying out your plan. And your plan and your desire is that none should perish, but all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, Lord, you will put pressure on them. And many will not like it. And many will resist. But there will be those who answer the call to salvation in Jesus. And I pray, Father God, for that onward progression of your plan in this land. You shake this land. All the other lands look on. And I thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, because he is the game changer. I thank you, Father, and in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. How are you all? Holy Spirit is in the house. <laughs> well, he gets stirred up when his people seek him. It may seem like God's presence is not around, but he always is there. But it's just a matter of how aware we are, right? How aware are you of his presence at any given time? Go ahead and turn over to Genesis chapter 1. I wanted to uh, thank Alan for fixing this doorknob over here. And if you, huh? Somewhat. And if you had been in the kitchen, you probably noticed that the, uh, there is a new faucet in there. And uh, if you want to thank someone for that, you can thank Charlie because he... <laughs> Uh, blessed man that he is, spent hours in there trying to fix it. And no one asked him to do it. He just decided to, to get in there and replace the faucet. And it had been dripping and dripping. And So thank you. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, yeah, you got you to gotta acknowledge when people do something and 
he actually did that the previous week. I just forgot to acknowledge it then, and so I'm sorry about that. But yes, it's it's it, it's excellent. I, I am I am most pleased. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> and so we're continuing this series. This is furnishing your place of rest, and it's like why. I, it's like why that's a weird word, you know, furnishing furnishing your place of rest. But you'll see as we get into it why why I titled it that. Here in Genesis chapter one, let's look at verse one. It said, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." I love how there's no God doesn't try to prove his his existence. It's just the the Bible just assumes that you know there's a God. You know there's no there's no question. Uh, there's no debate, you know, it's just in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, the Spirit of God, that's the Holy Spirit. Um, so, <clears throat> it's, it's funny, because the, there, there was not nothing, I, we had uh, talked about this with my, my kids before, it's like, well, wait a minute, uh, so how could there be because it says the earth was without form and void it was like how, how can there be an earth when, when there's nothing there well it doesn't say there's, there's nothing there what it says is that it's without form and it's void and darkness was on the face of the deep the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water so there's at least water okay well where did that water come from well it's in the first verse said in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth so he when he created so it's like he, 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 he created it and then you're like, okay, well, so the earth itself, in the, in the, in the aftermath of this initial creation, there's uh, something there that God's now going to add some more detail to, okay, if you want to look at it that way. And, uh, of course, I have my own, uh, my own theories as, as to why this played out this way, but I'm not going to get into all of that right now. Um, so the earth was out form and void. So really when it says it's void, it's the void of life. There's no life. Uh, and actually, you know, the the Jews see going underwater as a symbol of death. That's why it was a big deal when they passed through, because they went underneath the sea line when they passed through the Red Sea. So they actually, and symbolically, passed through death when God parted the Red Sea, and they they went down there. So they symbolically passed through it. But so there's it's without it's without form, it's without life. Uh, and so you, you know, there's this, these waters, and the Spirit of God is hovering over the face of the waters. I, I love the picture that God paints for us. And uh, I'm going to read that out of the Amplified Classic, the same thing. In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the, er and the earth. The earth was without form and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. So the Spirit of God was moving, moving, hovering. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I had, uh, I don't know if I had mentioned this before, uh, but uh, may maybe I have in the past, but I just thought of a, this is a certain church that Tammy and I went to visit, and um, very traditional, and nothing wrong with that, you know, I mean, you can, you can have the Holy Ghost move when you're singing hymns or whatever, it doesn't matter what kind of, you know, as long as the people are worshiping in spirit and the truth, God responds. doesn't matter what kind, what, what, what kind of thing they're singing. But So anyhow, we're there, you know, and everybody stood up and they've, and they've got their hymnals out and, and uh, they, were, they were singing and, 
And uh, I, I could tell that to a lot of them, it, it was really meaningful, but there was no, um, you know, what we would call a move of the spirit where it's, you know, uh, but, but so, it's, so the service was going on and while they're singing, and uh, I, clo- I closed my eyes and, and uh, I, could, I, could, I got an impression, I could see in the spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit, it was like he was hovering over the, over the congregation, over them, and it was like he was doing this. And uh, I had never seen anything like that. I said, God, what, is that? what does that mean? What? And he said, they've, they've gotten so used to quenching the Holy Spirit that they don't even realize they're doing it. Now, to quench just means to extinguish, to, to you know, to, to put, like if you had a, a, a candle and, you, and you, you, you put that out, that's to quench it. You know, and so, in other words, they're not responding to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Now, the Holy Spirit's there, and he's wanting to move because they're gathered there in Jesus' name. Jesus said, wherever two or more are gathered, there I am in the midst. So now, God wants to move, but they don't even realize that they're not allowing him to because they've gotten so used to quenching him that they just do it. It's just what they do. And I thought, well, how sad. How sad. You know, but I thought of that because he's like, it was like he was hovering over that. See, he's always moving, always wanting to... You know, I had mentioned that that uh, experience to Charlie one time, and he said, "No place to land." I said, "That's a that's very uh, good observation that I didn't think of." Yes, no place to land. And so he's hovering over the face of the deep. I like that. Psalm forty-two, verses seven through eight. David says to God, "Deep calls unto deep. At the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me." I wonder how many people know that that song, deep, <laughs> deep calls to the, you know, deep cries out. How how scriptural that that song really is. Deep calls unto deep. And then he goes on. He says, "The Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night His song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life." And so, deep calls to deep, and God's not God is not satisfied with a void. If there's a void, he wants to fill it with something. Okay? Uh, Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. And we will turn back to Genesis. So if you have a bookmark, go ahead and leave that there. Ephesians chapter 4. I can feel the the air on me now. That feels good. I was just burning up over there in that corner over there. Yeah, sometimes you don't know if it's the anointing or if you're having a hot flash or. <laughs> I think I passed Ephesians a long time ago. Galatians, Ephesians, there we are. Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> now, verse 11 in Ephesians 4. It says, and he himself, that's Jesus, he himself gave, say gave, gave, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. So it says for the equipping of the saints. Now, I want to read that to to you out of the Amplified as well. And his gifts were varied. He himself pointed and gave 
men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. Now, the perfecting and full equipping, the Greek word translated perfecting or equipping means complete furnishing, furnish to furnish, the furnishing of the saints, just like how you would furnish a house or you furnish this room with furnishings, fittings, you know, in, 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 a, in a house, a dwelling place, a place of rest. We've been talking about that, you know, so be thinking about the house, uh, a dwelling place, place of rest. And sometimes it helps to look up the definition of words, so I looked up the definition of furnish. In the Oxford, it's to provide a house or room with furniture and fittings, or to supply someone with something or give something to someone, or be a source of or provide. In the Webster's, to provide with what is needed, especially to equip with furniture. In the Cambridge, to furnish means to supply a house, room, etc., with necessary furniture, carpets, appliances, etc. In the Free Dictionary, freedictionary.com, it's to provide a house, a room, etc., with furniture, carpets, etc., to equip with what is necessary, to fit out. You know, like you go to an outfitter, we're going to go on a on a journey, we're going we're gonna to go to the outfitters, we're going to get equipped, we're going to furnish ourselves with some, some gear that we're going to need. Or it means to give or to supply. Vocabulary.com, just as, the, as furniture fills a room or a building, to furnish is to fill a need. Another word for furnish is provide. And from the Collins Dictionary, to supply provide or equip with whatever is necessary or useful, especially to put furniture into a room, apartment, etc. Notice that we're hearing the word provide a lot. Notice that? From the Macmillan, provide furniture for a room or house. Provide someone with something they need. From your dictionary, to provide what is needed or desired, to supply, provide, or give. All those are definitions of the word furnish. So flip back over with me to Genesis, and we're going to see God, like I said, God is not satisfied with a void, and so what is he, he furnishes the earth with some things, okay? So, so think, think in terms of God furnishing this empty space, this void, okay? So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So first he, he furnishes it with light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. So now he's provided a division between the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the water which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven.